Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. give a clap offering to Jesus. He is worthy. Our God is worthy. Our God is worthy. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You may, may take your seats. Thank you, worship team. That was lovely. It is such an honor to be here. Philip and Janetta, awesome to spend time with you guys. You're amazing people. I love what I, what, I, what I experience here. I love your worship. I love your hearts for God. Um, the hand of God is on you. The hand of God is on you. We praise you, Jesus. Yeah, so that night that Philip was speaking about that camp, uh, we had like a whole, like few, like whole day of activities. We were all super tired, all the leaders. 12 o'clock that night, as I want to put my head on the pillow, the Lord said, now pray. <laughs> okay, so we prayed until around 3.30, 4 o'clock that morning, just praying through every name, every name, contending for them. And then that sat that next evening, or that day, later that day, there was such an incredible move of God. You see, and that's part of the journey. If you want God in the house, you need to partner with Him. You need to contend in the Spirit for what He wants to do. Okay, so I am from East London, and uh, Zalaka Black. So like a black. So I've been there for about 14 years, and uh, this morning is about breakthrough and healing. So whatever you need God to do in your life, we're trusting for that mountain to move, for the kingdom to come. And so on the next slide, you'll see my family, my wife Sonica, our son Vian, who's 13, and my wife Sonica, she's, uh, she's the assistant pastor at the church. She's a worship pastor, and she preaches, and I love her very much. Uh, we are ministry team, and she keeps me humble. So uh, I, I always joke about it, but uh, I, I, I'm going to make it to the end. I'm going to stay on track. And be, between the Holy Spirit and my wife, I tell you, I'm going to make it to the very end. It doesn't matter where I go. It doesn't matter how many miracles. It doesn't matter how much God shows up when I get home. I am reminded that I am just, I'm a husband. I'm a father. I need to serve my family. And my wife says, Pride is not allowed in this house. So I, I stay humble. Praise God. <laughs> Take out the trash. Love your family. Just be normal. Let Jesus do the big things. And, uh, and, and what I love about ministry is like um, we, we are very focused on relationship. And with, uh, my life call is about the fivefold. So I live for the fivefold. That's what God has called me to do, to build out five, five rivers or five anointings. In the, in the wider body of Christ, in the pastoral flow, which is about healing to hearts and about reconciling relationships. That is the pastoral anointing and the pastoral heart. And my wife is very strong in, it, uh, in that area. And I, over the last 20 years, 20 years of marriage or so, uh, I've, I've caught it. I've caught her heart. And I've caught the, the heart of the shepherd. And, and I've just found that ministry without authentic relationship is just so empty. What's the point of having a beautiful miracle, but you don't have a wife at home to share it with, you know? Or, 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 or many people come to Christ, but our children don't serve Jesus. 
and don't love the church. So we are very, very, I'm very passionate about relationship. And my son says um, our, our church is the coolest thing on the planet. He loves church. And he's uh, on the roaming camera this morning. Right now, he's on the roaming camera on stage recording a visiting band uh, at, our, at, our, at our venue. Um, and uh, and he, he loves church and he loves, he loves God. And uh, yo, blesses my heart. And uh, so a few weeks ago, my wife was um, ministering in Polokwane, so the, the boys were at home. And uh, the Sunday morning, uh, my son and I were traveling back, uh, driving back home, and my son just said, Dad, I love you. And I love that you're the same at home and in the service. You, you're the same man. You're the same man. I love it. Man, that is the biggest compliment I can receive in life. You can fake it here. You can't fake it at home. And I tell you, Jesus sees it all. He sees it all. And I've always prayed, God, may we represent you well. Help us to represent you well. So anyway, my wife, she's amazing. She has written two books. The one is called Life is Beautiful. It could actually be called um, When Life Sucks, Look from Above and See That It's Beautiful. So it's just her stories of all the pain and challenges we've been through, but finding a treasure in the midst of that. And her other book is Free to Be, Becoming the Woman God Destined You to Be. So uh, any ladies that are having a birthday this month? Anybody birthday? Ah. Oh. <laughs> I think you already bought, bought the books now. Over there as well. Come. You can. There's a blessing for you. Enjoy it. And, uh, and then my book, Increasing Heaven's Flow, and guys, really, this is not about making money. I have just found that if you really want to change your mindset, if you, want to be, if you want to experience breakthrough, you need to get into books and videos and resources. One message is not enough. You need to, to, to allow the Word of God to wash over you, to renew your mind. So this book is it's called Increasing Heaven's Flow in 40 Days. It's like about the five rivers, the five anointings, and it helps you to renew your mind. In the sense of aligning, it's like building a new wine skin so that the new wine, the heavenly river, can flow. Okay, any guys that's having a birthday this month? Uh, sorry, he already raised his hand first. He was quicker. He was quicker. <laughs> Bless you with that. Okay, so there are extra copies if you want, not many copies. It's a hundred rand a book, and uh, you can get it afterwards if you want to uh, have one of those. Okay, praise God. So... So I want to share with you a little bit about faith, how to have faith that shifts, moves mountains, and because faith is the qualifying factor. But let me pray for us. I'm going to then get into this. Father, we thank you for your amazing love, your goodness, your goodness, your grace. Jesus, we absolutely love you. We are nothing without you. And so we welcome your presence here. Lord, I pray that even as I share your word this morning, that you would heal hearts. Heal us from disappointments. Remove fear of our lives and unlock childlike faith. May we trust in you with all our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, so... The kingdom of God is the superior reality. 
It's the higher reality. This is real, but there's a higher reality that superincedes this, superimposes over this reality. In other words, you have facts and then you have truth. The fact is you could have cancer in your body. The truth is Jesus died to heal you 2,000 years ago. The fact is you might be broken on the inside. The truth is Jesus is the healer of broken hearts, and he wants to heal you. And so when the kingdom of heaven floods into this realm, then the reality of heaven moves into this realm. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no cancer in heaven. There's no demonic oppression in heaven. There's nothing broken in heaven. So when that kingdom comes, flows into this reality, we are changed Okay, and we were called to pray, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The will of God in heaven is nothing's broken, nothing's broken. And I've seen this so many times. When faith is in the house, the kingdom comes, the kingdom comes, okay, so I'm really trusting for this morning. So to give you context, I touched on this yesterday. Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. Uh, this is the message and the ministry of Jesus Christ. And I position under the apostolic um, aspect of Jesus' ministry. But Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. The good news of the kingdom. It wasn't just the gospel of salvation. Not only salvation that you're going to go to heaven one day. But the whole man, the gospel of the kingdom is for the whole man. And saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom is near. The kingdom is here. Jesus came to announce that his, the place that he comes from, his realm in modern speak, his realm is now here. And to those who believe, then he says, repent, change your way of thinking, turn your heart to God. Align your thinking and your heart attitude with the kingdom of heaven. Repent and believe. And I was trust in this good news. Jesus had a, a message of good news. Wherever he went, he said, guys, good news. The kingdom is here. Whatever you're struggling with, there's a solution here right now. And you see how it works is, um, and, and let me, I said it yesterday, but I, wanna, I said I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it again. I want to guarantee all of you here right now, that you're going to get healed. The latest, one day in heaven when you walk into heaven. That's the latest. If you're a believer in Christ, you're going to go to heaven one day, and you're going to be fully healed, fully restored, fully made new. That is the latest you're going to get healed and set free. But faith draws that future reality into the now. That's faith. Jesus had faith. For Jesus, it was kingdom now. Now, right now. Uh, religiousness is always one day. One day. Faith is now. Faith unlocks the kingdom to manifest now. I want to show you from the scriptures how that works. So it's not just one day. You can experience it now. Come on, say now. Kingdom now. Kingdom now. So where does faith originate? Faith originates in heaven, and it operates from there. And so often we feel like we don't have sufficient faith for something. The good news is God imparts His faith to us. We can't do nothing without Him. Nothing. So I was in Abidjan in Ivory Coast recently, and I was really blown away with what God was doing. And so normally I travel with a team. 
And so I was like, okay, I'm on my own. It's just Pastor Niels and me. Well, we had like a unity. Pastor Niels from Chauffeur Wellington, he was with me. And now I'm like a whole, like a hundred people respond on an altar call. And I'm like, I do not have time to lay hands on everybody. So now in the one altar call, it was so classic. It was like the Lord opened another dimension of ministry in my life. And so um, there's a whole, like a hundred people or so. And I was like, okay, I need to just, I can't lay hands on everybody. I have faith for laying hands on people. I know they get healed when I pray for them. But I was struggling with faith to just declare it and the kingdom will come. So I was struggling with that. So I'm now standing there and I'm like, in the inside, I'm freaking out a little bit. Pastor Neil says, it didn't look like you were freaking out, but I was freaking out on the inside. And so I saw a lady on the side with crutches and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go, because this is like outreach meeting. There are Muslims in the place. There are people who do not know Jesus. And so I need evidence of the reality of God so that they can see he is real. So I'm putting out my faith for this. But now I'm like, okay, I'm going to go pray for the lady with the crutches because at least one person is going to get healed. And then she can share her story because I'm going to ask everybody to test their bodies and then to come and share. So now I'm on my way over there and then the Lord speaks to me and he says to me, don't try to help. So okay. So I stopped. I went back to the stage. I just stood there. And I said, okay, Jesus, we're going to trust you. We're going to trust you to show up. We're going to trust you to manifest your glory. We're going to trust you just by speaking the word of God that lives are going to be changed. So we declared healing in the name of Jesus. And I tell you, God showed up beautifully. And then we called them forward, and one by one, they started to testify. Conditions for many, many years. Uh, on the one, in the one service, there was a lady um, that was sharing. She was just standing in the audience, and she said, as, as I was proclaiming healing, I prayed the first time, healing, and the, then not many were healed, and I was again freaking out on the inside. And so we prayed the second time. And then she said, when I prayed the second time, in the name of Jesus, with her eyes closed, she saw a vision of an angel. And she saw an, an angel taking like a, a golden buttery substance and smearing it on her eyes because she had major eye problems. And then I said, okay, test your bodies. Then she opened her eyes and she saw perfectly. She came to testify. I, I don't know all the details, but for many years she struggled to see. And I love it when people's eyes get, get healed because you can't fake it. Either you're seeing better. It is not emotionalism. Either you're seeing better or you're not. Evidence for the reality of God. And so in Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus told his disciples, he said, have faith in God. Have faith in God. A more literal translation it would be, have God's faith. When you step into his presence, you experience more faith. But he imparts his faith to us by the Holy Spirit. And so um, earlier this year, I was in, um, in Swakopmund, in Namibia. And so in the morning service, here's a photo of a boy. Um, his name is Tristan. And so he was born with a hearing problem. He has, from, he has a hearing aid. He's 15 or 16 years old. And I had a word of knowledge that God wants to heal hearing today. So anyway, so, so Tristan comes. Uh, I tell, tell him, take out the hearing aids. And uh, so we pray, pray about four times. Every time we prayed, his hearing increased up to 85%. He's like, I think it's now 85%. I was like, praise God. Beautiful. Then the evening, his brother comes. Next photo. Same condition. Hearing aids. Dad, same condition. Hearing aids. And um, takes it out. 
and then Jesus heals him. Isn't that beautiful? Come on, give Jesus praise for that. Give Jesus, he's worthy, he's worthy. Now, the beautiful thing is when I was praying for Tristan, I prophetically heard the the voice of God say to me that he's going to be a sign to the nations. His his healing will be a sign to the nations. So two weeks later, um, he's in a normal hearing school. And so they do hearing tests for the whole school. Okay, so guess whose hearing test came back the best of everyone? Tristan. Isn't that amazing? A sign to the school, I believe ultimately a sign to the nations. I tell you, Jesus doesn't do a half a job. He died for our whole being to heal us fully. And He's here this morning to heal our hearts and to heal our bodies. But I want to I unlock faith. So Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen, and as I've been sharing this weekend about the fivefold, the prophetic grace, the prophetic anointing gives us eyes to see. When you see what God is doing, you have faith because you're seeing with the eyes of your heart. You have conviction. I know. And so over the last month or so, it's like so many times when I pray for people, the Lord says to me, the Holy Spirit says to me, on the inside, I'm going to heal them right now, and then they are healed. Man, I love that. Then you know you've heard from Jesus. You're not making it up. There's tangible, physical evidence for the reality of God. So my translator, Marcos, in Ivory Coast, it was just so beautiful. So over the five days of of meetings, uh, five, six days of meetings, every day I would focus on different aspects of the fivefold. And so it was just amazing to hear from him how God touched him and his wife. So on the first day, his wife had malaria. She was in the hospital that morning. She had pain from her head to her toe. She came that evening, um, prayed for her. While I was praying for her, the Lord said to him, I'm going to heal her right now. She was fully healed from head to toe of malaria. And for the rest of the week, she was fully healed. Isn't that amazing? I prayed for him. He experienced fire coursing through his body, like into his head and eyes. Something shifted him into a, a greater intimacy with God. And then on the, on the one night, we were praying for marriages and for healing of hearts, for the relationships. And I had his wife come stand next to him while he, we were, he was translating. And then Jesus healed their marriage as well. And he told me later, he's, he and his wife, they're so, so connected now. So close to one another. You see, Jesus loves to do it all. He's the reconciler. He's the healer of hearts. Healer of bodies. He's the savior. He's the deliverer. He is good. Amen? Come on, say it. Jesus is good. He is. When Jesus hung on the cross, he hung there as a whole person, bringing redemption to the whole man. Not just salvation, although salvation is the most amazing gift ever. To be saved, to have your sins washed away. Every miracle story I'm telling you is to give you evidence for the reality of Christ and that he is the way, the truth, and the life. A lot of people are wondering these days, Is God really powerful? How can you know who's the right one? I can tell you Jesus is the way because he shows up and tangibly heals and sets free people. I don't know of any other God that does that. I don't know of any other God who gave his life for the sins of mankind. I don't know of any other God who would lay down himself and love us in such a tangible way as Jesus Christ did. I want to encourage you. You can trust in Jesus. The conviction of things not seen. The conviction of things, you can't see it, but you see it. You can't see it, but you know. You know, you know. And so in the, the, 
The currency of the kingdom of God is faith. If you want to go to a shop somewhere here, you need money, correct, to buy something. In this realm, you need money to do business. In the kingdom of God, you need faith. You see, faith is the language of God. I sometimes joke with guys and say, I asked the youth, are you a youth camp this week, and I asked the guys, what, what language does Jesus, what, what language does God speak? And then I told them, Afrikaans. I praat Afrikaans. The, only the Afrikaans people appreciate it. But anyway, I'm, I'm kidding. Eh? God's language is faith. It's like if you pray, if you speak to God, and you're not speaking the language of faith, He's like, what? What are you saying? Sorry, I don't hear. I don't understand. You need to speak. That's why you need to contend for faith. That's why you need to stand upon the Word of God. That's why you need to allow the Word of God to unlock faith on the inside. God doesn't only respond to desperation. He responds to faith. And so even if you have no faith, you feel like you have no faith, God has given you a measure of faith, and you can grow in faith because He ultimately gives His faith to you. So you say, God, give me, help me. You know, the, the dad that brought his son, his child, to, to Jesus, and then Jesus said, basically challenged him on his faith. And then the, the dad said, I believe, but help my unbelief. That's a good prayer to pray. Lord, help me to trust in you. Help me to believe. Help me to trust, because then the kingdom can come. Miracles are not the result of hard work. You can't earn the power of God. Even as it was now in Abidjan, I just realized again, the Lord said to me, no one qualifies for a miracle. No one's good enough. No one deserves a miracle. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that qualifies us. It is His love that qualifies us. Don't work for a gift. Just receive it. Amen? Come on, say it. I'm going to receive the gift of God. Amen. Galatians 3 verse 5. Therefore he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you. Does he do it by the works of the law? In other words, is it by works? Or is it by the hearing of faith? It is by faith. And the good news is this morning, even if you don't have faith, I have faith. Okay? I have faith. There's faith in the house. So... Don't put pressure on yourself. I just, want to, I just want to lead you into the direction of seeing more of God work in your life, of seeing more of God manifest through your prayers, of seeing mountains moved. You need to contend for faith. Healing is a gift, not a prize for hard work. You need to get that. So imagine this for a moment. Someone who loves you very much, they buy a car for you. Stunning car, fancy car, really nice car. It stands in your driveway. The keys are hanging at the door. And yet every morning, you walk out that front door. You don't take the car keys and you walk to work. A lot of believers are doing that. A lot of believers are doing that. Jesus paid for you to give you faith. Jesus paid for your healing. Jesus paid for your deliverance. Jesus paid for your salvation. Jesus paid to wash you clean. Jesus paid to heal your heart. He paid it all. Jesus paid so you can have the power of the Holy Spirit raised upon your life. Jesus paid for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You must just take the keys, the keys of the kingdom, and take it for a spin. Amen? Take it for a spin. There are so many of us that are living like street children, beggars. 
when we are supposed to be sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. Don't live on the streets. Come to the Father. Come and receive all that He has available for you. And part of the story I was sharing this on yesterday was, you know, uh, until 2012, I was about 10 years in the ministry, spirit-filled pastor, even praying in tongues, people, deep. But I experienced so little, so little of God's power and presence and fullness. For 10 years of ministry, I was living like a beggar until I became desperate for more. Until I became desperate. I shared the story yesterday. For three years, my wife was struggling with hectic insomnia, uh, postnatal depression. Uh, it, was, it was horrific. You know, it was, it, was, it was killing us, lacking joy, lacking peace. I wake up at night and I find her on the floor in the bathroom, just crying. I, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. It broke me and it moved me to say, surely there must be more. Surely there must be more. Surely there must be more. God has used my wife more than anybody else. <laughs> all her struggles, all her challenges. It's like, oh God, my heart is breaking for her. I want more of you, Jesus. Let compassion move you. Are you okay with it, the state of Pretoria? Are you okay with it, the state of our young people? Are you okay with it, the state of maybe your family and the people struggling? Are you okay with it? Well, then nothing's going to change. But if compassion moves you, you say, okay, God, surely there's more. Surely there's more. God, we want it. I tell you, when the five rivers of anointing begins to flow, together it's the spirit of revival. I tell you guys, things change. Churches are transformed, and I believe cities will be impacted when the church Embrace the five anointings, apostolic, prophetic, pastoral, teaching, and evangelistic. Okay, so stop agreeing with the enemy and speak the word of the Lord. So quickly, faith is killed by, almost finished, just want to quickly highlight something. Faith is killed by a spirit of unbelief. Sometimes it's the enemy that is actually inhibiting us from believing. Also, listening to the opinions of man. There's a lot of opinions that's not aligning with God. Listening more to circumstances than to God. You're looking to circumstances instead of looking to God. Unbelieving theology. The church of Jesus Christ is sick with unbelieving theology. We don't experience the power of God, so we reduce our theology to match it. Excuses for why God's not showing up. Excuses for, for why He's not moving powerfully. Oh, you speak to most pastors, they will tell you. The gates of hell is right here. I tell you. The Satanist, they're so powerful, and the enemy is so big right here. Doesn't matter where it is, it can be Porterville and Ikop. I tell you, the Satanist, the headquarters is right there. And that's why nothing's happening. Absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. There are no hard places for Jesus Christ. Everywhere I go, I see the kingdom come. Why? Anointing plus faith. I'm not special. I'm not special. It's just by the grace of God over the last 10 years, I've unlocked, I've contended for faith, I've contended for anointing, and it's available to everyone. Obviously, we all will, will, will manifest the grace of God on different levels, but more is available to every one of us. Amen. Come on, say it. More is available. More is available. More is available. More is available. More is available in Jesus. Faith and the presence of God. Faith and the anointing of God. Those two will cause the kingdom of God to manifest. Contend for it. Don't live like beggars anymore. Don't live like a street child anymore. You're a child of the Most High. Pursue it. 
And then one of the most difficult ones, disappointments that wound the heart. Disappointments. You prayed, it didn't happen. That kills our faith. And we're going to pray at the end of this message now. We're going to pray for hearts to be healed. People spoke stuff over you, wounded your heart, killed your faith. I want to highlight unbelieving theology. Jesus warned his disciples over and over again, guys, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Guys, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. What? The teaching of those who share the word of God but without the power of God. It will immunize you from believing. It will kill your faith. That's why Jesus warned his disciples, guys, watch out for the teaching that, in, that immunizes you from the power of the Holy Spirit. Actually, the opposite happened. It tells you, run away from the Holy Spirit. Don't fall for it. There's so much fear when it comes to the anointing. And I tell you, those who really, really, really move in the power of God, the enemy is going to demonize them like they did Jesus. Jesus does miracles. What do the Pharisees say? It's the power of the devil. Stay away. And so if you find any preacher of God who's really, really being uh, uh, accused of a whole bunch of bad stuff, and there's not real evidence of how bad they are, it's probably the enemy trying to keep you away from the anointing of God. That's what I've seen. That's what I've seen. Okay, so don't fall for it. Disappointments of the heart, it wounds the heart. Okay, and so how do we use the currency of the kingdom quickly? How do we use it? Through the words you speak. The words you speak. Many of us agree with the enemy. We think unbelieving thoughts, and then we agree with the enemy. We empower the enemy in our lives. Stop that. Don't do that. Don't agree with the enemy. What is God saying about our country? What is God saying about our environment? What is God saying about your business and about your family? Agree with Him. I refuse to agree with the enemy. I refuse to, refuse to agree with circumstances. I'm going to agree with what God says. And that's why pro prophecy is so powerful. When you hear what God is saying, then agree with that. So you need to say it. Come on, say it. I believe. That is powerful. Come on, say, I believe in Jesus Christ. Come on, say it. I refuse unbelief. In the name of Jesus, there's power in you agreeing with God. Okay? And I'm not saying claim a Porsche and go weird. Okay? I'm saying agree with what God is saying. I'm not talking about weird, false, selfish theology that glorifies man. I'm not talking about that. That is deception. It's about agreeing with what God is saying. If God says it, I'm going to agree with God. But you need to speak it. You need to say it. So we had a, um, an outreach in one of the locations in East London. And they were, um, it was amazing. We started on the Saturday like a warm-up. On Sunday night, we had ministry. On Monday night, we had ministry. On the Monday night, we ran out of sick people. It was terrible. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so I told them, guys, bring the wheelchair people. Bring, bring, bring the blind. Bring them. So on Tuesday night, a lady came to me. And, and so you have, you have East London, and then you have King Williamstown, which is about 50 kilometers away. And so a lady came to me, and she said, I have two nieces that's in um, King Williamstown, and both of them are really sick. And so I said, oh, I don't have so much faith for praying for people from a distance. I'm growing in it. And, uh, but I said, okay, fine, and do my pastoral job. We will pray. But I didn't really have faith. But we prayed, and we released healing to these two ladies. And I told her, well, go check. So she went home. She came back the next night, and she said both of them were healed. But I was still like, is ye seeker? Are you sure? You see, I'm not 
I'm a man of faith, but I want reality. I want to see it. We don't need to hype it. We can go to the doctors. We can taste it. If it's Jesus, it will manifest in reality. And so, uh, anyway, that was the Wednesday night. Friday evening, the one of the two ladies drove 50 kilometers to our meeting. Her name is Paolo. She drove through to come and tell us. She was in hospital basically in and out for three months. Doctors couldn't figure out what's wrong. Tuesday night, healed. So she drove 50 kilometers to come and tell me that she's healed and she would like to give her life to Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Come on, give Jesus praise for that. Eh? Isn't that beautiful? The reality of Jesus healing and setting free moves hearts to faith in Christ and salvation. We've had people healed a thousand kilometers away from the consequences of cancer. One of, our cup, one of the ladies in our church, her dad was healed when we prayed in East London, a thousand kilometers away in Cape Town. He was healed. Jesus heals even from a distance, but there is power in our words. Amen. Hallelujah. Life or death is the power of the tongue. So last verses I want to read, Matthew 8, verse 7 to 8. It says, and Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. This is the centurion. Then the centurion answered and said, the centurion had a, a servant that was sick, was ill, and he said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. And Jesus was like blown away. He said, I've, I've, I've not seen such faith. And I was this servant somehow, I mean, the centurion somehow knew that this man is a man of authority, and if he just speaks it, the kingdom of God's going to come, and he's going to be healed. And then Jesus responds in verse 13. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Do you see it? I'm not making it up. In the Bible, in the Word of God, you can just speak it. So what are you speaking? What are you declaring? Are you agreeing with the enemy or are you agreeing with God? We need to repent of the ungodliness we speak Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and healed them. Hallelujah. So I want to speak this over you. Jesus loves you. But he's calling his church to childlike faith, to believe him at his word, take him at his word. We had a prophetic guy. Andre Bronkhorst uh, at our conference earlier this year, and he travels through Europe and America, and he said when he left one of the churches in Europe, he heard the voice of God say to him that the church in Europe will go extinct unless they embrace the full five-fold ministry. They'll go extinct. It's a church, it's, it's a word for the church in South Africa as well. The churches that embrace the five-fold, they flourish. The churches that don't, they really struggle. Because it's not the fullness of Christ. So I really want to encourage you guys here. Embrace the fivefold. You will. I guarantee it to you by the word of the Lord. You will see your church transformed. You will see your lives transformed. Everywhere I go, I see this. I see churches change when they embrace the fivefold anointings. Which is simply the Holy Spirit. The fullness of the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is my life message. This is what I do. Wherever I go, I call people into the fivefold. Don't miss this. Don't miss what God is doing. The glory has moved from where we all were 10 years ago 
the glory is moved. There's so many church networks, everybody's beginning to proclaim fivefold. Everybody's declaring fivefold anointings. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, please stand with me. Worship guys, join us here in the front. Come on, let's trust Jesus that he's going to show up now in a beautiful way. Come and heal us. Come and set us free. Uh, we're going to be here tonight as well. We'll have a different message. If you know of anybody that is sick or ill or struggling, please bring them. Please bring them. Every miracle, every miracle is a sign that Jesus is who he claimed to be. He is God. And the tomb is empty. And he is alive. He is alive. He is alive. And he's calling each one of us. He's calling each one of us to surrender to his fullness. I tell you, when you start embracing this dimension of the kingdom of God, your relationship with Jesus will never be the same again. There's so many believers that have been saved for so many years, and then they get bored. They get bored in the kingdom. I tell you, it is not boring when you step into the fullness of God. Jesus shows up. Lives are transformed. It is incredible. It is incredible. When God starts moving in this reality, you will live differently. You will no longer try to see, well, I don't want to go to hell, so I want one foot in the kingdom, but I really enjoy the world. It's like two feet, one in the kingdom, one in the kingdom of this world. The moment you step into this reality, you're like, Jesus, how much of myself can I surrender to you so that your glory can rest upon me so that lives can be changed? It, it brings a holy fire into our hearts. It brings a holy fire into our hearts. So I just want to first want to pray this prayer with, uh, together. I want us to renounce every unbelieving word we've ever spoken and every agreement we've made with the voice of the enemy. Can we do that? And then we're going to take it from there. Okay, so pray this with me. Again, there's power in the spoken word. There's power in spoken prayer, not in thinking it. So pray this with me and say, Father God, Father God forgive me for every unbelieving word I've ever spoken. Forgive me for agreeing with the enemy. Forgive me. I cancel every ungodly word in the name of Jesus Christ. I cancel every ungodly word that has been spoken over me and my family in the name of Jesus. I refuse agreement with the enemy and I welcome the presence of God. I choose to agree with God's word. I choose to agree with God's word. And I renounce, and I renounce anything, anything that wants to resist the Holy Spirit. The second thing I want to pray into is the leaven of the Pharisees. We all have, I mean the world, the church world is sick of it. Unbelieving theologies. It affects us. So I want to pray into that because it, it binds our faith. It disconnects us from the power of the Holy Spirit. So pray this with me. Say, Father God, forgive me for receiving any unbelieving theology. I refuse the leaven of the Pharisees and I renounce the spirit of the Antichrist. 
the anti-anointing spirit. I renounce it. I shut the door on it. And I say, get out in Jesus' name. I receive faith. I receive the gift of faith in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And then I want to speak to us, especially if we've lost our fire, our passion for Jesus. I am now more in love with Jesus than I think I've ever been. 20 plus years in the ministry. You're not supposed to lose the fire. The fire is supposed to increase. I love Him more than ever. And I sense God is calling us to surrender to Him, to acknowledge I've lost my first love, to say, Jesus, I'm, I'm coming back. I want to live in the fullness of Christ. No longer. So on the Wednesday night in uh, Abidjan, I, told, I said this to the guys. Guys, if you die tonight... Where are you going? Where are you going? Because if you die without Jesus, you're in trouble. And there was a guy there, a backslidden believer. A lot of pain in his body. He came for healing. And he responded. He couldn't stand, so he sat in a chair as he responded on the altar call. I had the privilege of praying with him. He committed his life to Christ. He turned back to Jesus. Later on, we prayed for him for healing. And then he was delivered from darkness on his soul. The next day, I found out that they couldn't get a taxi back to home, so he got stuck at church around 3 o'clock that morning. He died there on the church property. And I just realized the urgency. Guys, we have taxis in South Africa. You could die at any moment. <laughs> you don't know. You just don't know when it's your last moment. If you die without Jesus, I know this is uncomfortable. It's still, it is the truth. Without Jesus, you are lost forever. And there's no way out. There's no way back. If you die without Jesus, there's no redemption. You have to surrender to Christ in this life. And if I love you, I will tell you the truth. And I do. And Jesus does. So I want us just to close our eyes just for a moment. I want you to do, do, just, just become aware of where are you at in your relationship with Jesus. You know. You know if you're not right with Christ. You know if you're, you've drifted. There's distance. You've lost your first love. I don't care if you've been a believer for 30 years. If you've lost your way with Jesus, it's time to make right with Him. It's time to turn back to Him. He loves you more than you can imagine. And yes, some of us have been through some pain. Jesus wants to heal that pain as well. He is good. He is not the author of the pain. This life is just messed up. So I want to ask you, if you are unsure of where you are going, if you would die today, I want you to quickly raise a hand. If you want to make right with Jesus, if you're unsure where you're going, that's the first group I want to pray for. If you're unsure, if you would die today and you don't know where you're going and you want to make right with Jesus today, 
quickly raise a hand and say, Andre, that's me. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. That's the first question. First group I want to ask if you're unsure. In the second group I want to pray for, if you've lost your first love, you've lost your passion, you've lost the fire, you've lost that excitement about Jesus and you want to you want to return to your first love and you want the Lord to light that fire in you, then I want to ask you also raise a hand to the Lord and say, that's me. Come on. Don't matter how long you've been a believer, we all need to come back to Christ at times. Okay, God, I admit it. I confess it. Thank you for all those hands that have been raised. It's time to make right with Jesus. It's time to admit it. God, I've lost it, but I want it back. Okay, so last time I'm going to ask, if you've lost your first love and you want it back, there's no life outside of Jesus, and you haven't raised your hand yet, and you need to return to Him, first love, restore that passion, then quickly raise a hand and say, Andre, that's me. I want to make right with Christ. I want that fire back. I want that passion back. I want that intimacy back. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It starts with, admit it, confess it, repent. And then God can restore and renew. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for those who raised their hands. If you raise your hand, I want to ask you guys just to quickly come forward. And we can pray with you. Just come stand here. I really trust that God's going to light the fire in your heart. As I said, I believe most of you have probably been believers for a long time. Um, but let's, let's allow the fire, the passion to return. Revival begins with hearts turning to Jesus. How can God help us if we don't admit, I need help, I need restoration? Hallelujah, He loves you. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. Come on, we're trusting. We're trusting. We're trusting for the passion to return. We're trusting for the fire to return. We're trusting for hearts to be restored and healed. If you guys can just like step one meter forward, please. Just make a little bit of space. Thank you so much. And I also want to ask, because I really feel that some of us need healing in our hearts from, from disappointments. I feel some of us that a disappointment has or disappointments for some of us have really killed it our faith has taken a knock sometimes there's a thousand little little disappointments that add up to killing our faith to wounding our faith so I want to ask you if you have a big disappointment in your heart or many small disappointments but it's affecting your heart it's affecting your faith levels then I want you to also come forward and just stand behind these guys say a meter behind them or so you have a wound in your heart. You have a disappointment. And after we've prayed for these, then we're going to pray for healing after that, physical healing. Thank you, Jesus. You are welcome here. You are welcome here. You are welcome here. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Can we just open our hands before the Lord is in an attitude of surrender? But the big thing is to turn your heart to Him. It's not the, the, the 
opening the hands necessarily. It's, it's the heart that turns, needs to turn to Him. Become aware of His presence. Can we do oceans? The song speaks about trust, childlike trust. Come on, let's trust God. Even if you're not here in the front, you can receive. God can touch you right there where you are. Allow, allow that intimacy with Jesus to return for all of us. Hallelujah. Presence of God, we welcome you here. Presence of God, we welcome you here. Have your way, have your way, Jesus. We want to lean into you right now. We want to lean into you right now. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria. Pretoria.